I'm going to read from this book, Following the Angels, uh, by Bhakti Rakshaka Sridhamaraj. I kind of like it a lot. And uh, I will, um, on Wednesday, do the Chaitanya Bhagavad. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Saksuran Malatam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bisham Stapitam Yena Bhutale. Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam. Vanshakalpa Tarubyas Chakrupa Sindhu Bayevacha. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare um, Please excuse me, I'm gonna to have to leave at seven. I made a mistake today. Um, Devamrita Swami wanted to speak to me and I said I was free anytime and he gave like, a, which would be seven o'clock here and maybe 8.30 there. So I'll go for half an hour today. Um, maybe just a little introduction. Uh, it's been really wonderful I'm developing this ashram. And uh, it's just so nice to serve the Vaishnavas. Right now it's my room, a guest room. We have, there's another guest house next door we can use and another room is being built, it's first class. But uh, it's just nice to serve the Vaishnavas. It's, it's such a satisfaction. Um, some devotees from the Middle East will come today. Rachel, who manages the wisdom of the sages, will come in another day. And Mara, Raghunath, and some other person will come on the 8th. And uh, uh, I probably, I was planning on going to Moscow on the ninth, uh, I sense it's not a good time to go there. And it's really interesting because it's not just an intellectual decision. It, it's kind of, because a preacher can take any risk for Krishna and I, I didn't think it's such a risk. But it's really just trying to tune in what Krishna wants. And somehow he's directed me not to go. So I'll probably stay a little bit longer in, in Vrindavan and then go directly to um, uh, America. So from the throne, Prataparuja Maharaj came to do the service of a sweeper before Jagannath. This melted Mahaprabhu's heart 
Before then, so many proposals came to Mahaprabhu. The king wants to see you. If you allow him, he may come to have your darshan. No, no, that is undesirable. People may say that this sannyasi has some greed for money and power, and he wants to have connection to the king. That gives a bad reputation to a sannyasi sadhu. So I do not want him to come to see me. That will show him directly that I have a desire for money. I don't like this. When Mahaprabhu saw that he took the position of a sweeper for Lord Jagannath, naturally his heart melted and embraced the devotees. So we know the story and we also know the culture. I mentioned this many times. King is Vishayi. He is the object of enjoyment. He has to manifest accoutrements of power, even if he's detached from them, to help rule the kingdom by inspiring reverence in the citizens. And in the days of yore, Prabhupada said we can't be sannyasis like the days of yore, but in that type of culture, that was not allowed. So to protect his reputation and, and by his conviction, Lord Chaitanya wouldn't do it. But then King Patapruja swept the before Jagannath. And that humble service attracted his heart. And this is the process of bhakti. Even when we chant the holy name, we can't create Krishna with our tongues and our lips. But we can attract Krishna with our tongues and our lips if they are an expression of our heart. And that's the process of bhakti. It's the process of mercy. Mercy means something which you don't deserve, but which you get. It's undeserved kindness. So mercy can only be attracted by humility. And humility is a, a reflection of a genuine need. And that and, and bhakti is, is this kind of reciprocation. Tesham satityuktanam bhajatam pratipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tvam yenam. What a worship with faith and devotion. I give them the knowledge by which they can come back to me. So it's a very wonderful story. You know. I remember one time I was very embarrassed, you know. I was going back to, uh, to America and I saw Narayan Marge, you know, and I said, is there anything I can bring you? And he said, bring me bhakti. And I was embarrassed because, you know, it's almost like, what do you want, a tape recorder? Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, what do you want? So that's the nature of bhakti. That's the nature of the devotee. He has faith. He has faith. And faith in, in or shraddha is, is, is faith and conviction in the value of devotion.
And that faith attracts Krishna, just like that story of Mukunda, where for some reason he was banned from Lord Chaitanya and he couldn't see him. And all the um, and all the um, Vaishnavas were begging Lord Chaitanya, and Lord Chaitanya was becoming very upset. Um, becoming very, very upset. He said, I'll leave if you keep on asking me. And, and finally, Mukundu was so desperate. He said, ask Lord Chaitanya when I can see him. And Lord Chaitanya said, I'll see him after a million births. And then Lord Chaitanya said, um, I will, I will. I, I, then Mukunda said, uh, I will, I will, I will. And what that showed is how much he valued bhakti, that he thought that was a bargain. And that attracted Lord Chaitanya to see him. Um, just like uh, I was writing something this morning about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, how in the Bhag Bazaar, he would come out of the temple He'd come out of his room, which was 40 feet from the temple, and he would take his glasses off. And one disciple questioned why. He says, uh, I'm not trying to see Krishna. I'm trying to be seen by Krishna. And, and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said that, you know, you know, act in a way that Krishna wants to see you. When the wives of the Brahmins came to Krishna, and the darshan was described, it was described as chaktva, chaktva sarva, they gave up all other hopes. That was darshan, that God saw their hearts because we have such a fortunate position because God's pleasure is in our hearts. Because God's pleasure is bhakti. And bhakti, comes from the, the hearts of the devotees. Our natural propensity to serve Krishna is energized by Krishna's own devotional energy. That's what pleases Krishna. And that's why in the cosmic arrangement, we shouldn't be envious, why are we not God? Because God's so merciful that he allows us to equally participate in his own pleasure, which is that energy, which is actually felt more when it flows from the devotee than it's received by Krishna. And that's why Krishna himself wants to become a devotee because that energy of love is relished more in the position of the lover than the beloved. So he saw that heart and it's so attractive. And we know in our own relationships with people, what melts our heart. When people love us, then their, their heart manifests in not only service, but a pleasure of that service. One sadhu in Vrindavan told me that the name for well, the, I think the Sanskrit name for one who serves is called Sevak. 
And if you take away the seva, just the vak is there, and vak is vakasa. It's not just the action. You take away the mood. The mood. The mood is so important. How is bhakti defined? It's defined by a mood, not just an activity. That's why when Prabhupada translated bhakti, he didn't put devotion. He he actually Prabhupada put both. He put devotional service. It's not just a devotion. It's not just a, it's devotional service, and that's why I like that definition of bhakti from the bhakti sandarbha. Bhakti is best expressed by save a loving reciprocation through the faculties of the mind, body, and words. It's, it's the, the devotion. And it's carried through the faculties of the mind. It's carried through the faculties of the body. It's carried through the faculties of the speech. But the, but the, the most important thing is what's being carried. And that's a certain conviction, a certain love, a certain devotion. When we are going to have, when we are going to have a touch of the super subjective, we must know that he is all seeing, all feeling, all hearing. So we must know that a relationship with God he says super subjective. It means there's this concept that's very interesting, the seer and the seen. The seer is the enjoyer. The seen is who is being enjoyed. There is the seer is the, the vision. The seen is being is what's being perceived. Um, so it says, that it, and it, God is, is the seer in this context. So it says he's all seeing, all feeling, all hearing. Therefore, when we chant the holy name, we should be in a, direct, in, in a conviction that he's actually hearing our name. Sada once told me we should chant very, very sweetly for the pleasure of Krishna. Prabhupada said we should listen to the sincerity of our chanting, the voice, the heart of our chanting. The very basis of spiritual life is like this. Then we shall come in contact with the high reality. Otherwise, we shall go on plodding in the mud of imagination. The attitude should be to want to be utilized by him and try for any chance of serving him. The other definition I like of bhakti was given by Pradumna, that bhakti needs to be available for service. And this is very, very natural. And, and I think just a classic example that Prabhupada gave is the hand the hand and the body. The interest of the hand is the body. It's when it serves the body, it's nourished, it's energized. It, it can't be independent. That's what it is. And the same thing is what we are. We're not independent of God. 
We're part of God. And therefore his interest is our interest, just like the interest of the hand is the interest of the body. So this is very, very natural. It's not something. And, and then all struggle ends when you accept what you are, which is a devotee. Sin means to not be a devotee. It's to go against your nature. And going against nature is suffering. So somehow or other, we have this resistance due to this ego that somehow or other wants this competition with God or wants this independence, but it's not our constitution. We're part of God. Our interest is God's interest. And when we serve God, our interest is also served and so is everybody else's interest served. So this is bhakti. I, I want that. I am looking for that. And I will move by that. And that movement is called love. That movement is what satisfies the heart. And we know it. We know it when we have that attitude, that selfish attitude, that independent attitude. We know it doesn't satisfy us. We know love. And the definition of love is to serve another interest than our own, whom we are attracted to. And then we move by that interest rather than our own. But that interest is our interest because we're part of it. You know, it's so nice being here in Vrindavan. I, I went around and I'm inviting you all to spend time with me here. Um, it's, it's just such a nice community uh, around here. It, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And uh, I every Akadasi Bhakti Viganga Swami walks around with his disciples half. And I walked around. And Maya, this is a point I'm going to try. I was trying to realize Maya or illusion is no love. Because illusion means that we are seeing the energy of God separate from him for the sense of our superiority and e our ego. But when, when one's free from Maya, Prabhupada said we're thrilled every moment, why? Because we don't see ourselves, we don't see the world as, as a, 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 we don't see the world for our exploitation, we see the world for our service because we see the world as God. And if we have any devotion and we see the world as part of God, then what is our vision? Our vision is love. Our vision is love. We want to serve. We see, I had I, just a little experience. I remember one time I got this quit India notice and I had to leave India at one time. And, but I was preaching in New York and I remember going over the Williams, the Brooklyn Bridge or something. 
and looking into the city, but being in that mood of preaching, I just saw it in a completely different way. I saw it in relationship to Krishna. I saw it was meant for service. And therefore there was a bob or a feeling of devotion. I've come here to serve, not to enjoy the scenery. He is infinite and he likes the finite. The finite is his friend. When the finite wants to show a sham tendency to become big, he becomes dis he dislikes it. When one takes the minutest position, then he comes to embrace him. The negative, the position of humility attracts the positive. Because humility is the position of love. You have to have some reverence, some reverence. But there's no reverence when you see things inferior for you, for your exploitation. When you see the world is meant to be exploited or enjoyed by you, there's no reverence. When you see the world as part of God, there's reverence. And as a result of that reverence, there's a desire to serve. When one takes the minutest position, then he comes to embrace him. Trinata pisunichena, toror pisuhishnana, amanina madanena, kirtaniya sadhari. Do not aspire after anything, and whatever comes to attack us, try to know the futility of the attempt. All is under one hand. The supreme hand is behind everything. To resolve, so resolve to tolerate all. We must exhibit tolerance until the upper hand comes to control. We don't have to hinder or oppose anything. Trinata peace in Ichena. Do not disturb the environment. And if the environment comes to oppress us, then of course take the course of tolerance. Do not return tit for tat. Try to find the supreme will there. We should feel I have done something wrong. So this is coming to control us and to exact the reaction for my offenses. So very interesting in the Bhagavatam, when Maharaj Prickett, he was such a great ruler, there was nothing lacking in his kingdom, but he was a Kshatriya and he, he, he was excited now there was, some, not that he liked it, but there was some trouble, some low-class man was beating a bull and he came and, the, and he asked the bull who's done this, he wouldn't identify the perpetrator because he understood that what comes to us is for us. And that's my experience in life when I look back. I look back at what came to me was for me and therefore had some value to give me it was God's gift to give me the realization that I needed to come to the next platform. And embracing that realization, I would always realize that whatever I went through, no matter how painful, was worth it. And in that sense, everyone's life is perfect because everyone's life, of course, there's destiny and free will. Now, you, if you, it's, it, your, your response to some situation, which is not dharmic, et cetera, that's not God's mercy. 
but how God will react to it is, is, is his mercy. There's so many, it's, it's like, it's like we have a lens, which is an infinite, infinite jigsaw puzzle. And you can't see until you get all the pieces in. And those pieces are realizations. And I'm looking at my life, my vision is becoming clearer, but there's, there's a way to go. Because perception is, it, it, true perception is, is, is connected to contentment. When you actually see reality, you'll see God. So this is what happens to us. And I say perfect because I think God gives us a course of karma. That is the course to give us the realizations that we need to actually move forward towards him. Sometimes very challenging. I remember when I got sick, not with COVID, but I got sick somehow rheumatoid arthritis it's completely gone completely gone but I was looking and then there was some you know political things and there was and you know from my practice and training in Krishna consciousness I knew it was Krishna and therefore who cares whether it's slander or praise, who cares whether it's health or sickness, who cares whether it's happiness or so-called distress. It's all Krishna, so why should we care? Anyway, I'm not at the level of Queen Kunti, Vipata, Shanti, Tashashva, let those calamities happen again and again. I'm not at that level, but I realize you know, I'll just tell you one story and it'd probably be my next Monday morning greeting and then I'm going to have to go and I, I feel bad about it, but I have four more minutes. I'll tell a quick story. There's, I, I, was, I visited Vrindavan for one day and I have somehow a room there which I let other people use, but I, I had to come in for one day to do some things. And I think Raja Devi is on here and she introduced me to her friend from Italy, Sarah, who's dedicated herself to cooking gourmet pasadam for the Vaishnavas. So also I wanted to go there because she invited me. She came out to Vrindavan. Amazing how, what her attitude is. But I was going to my room and the Russian building and the left is a simple ashram and there's a devotee his name used to be Shlomo Bibishan. He's 80 years old. He's huge belly. And he was an older man when he came to Vrindavan. He wasn't a hippie. He wasn't, you know, any of these scenes. I don't know what brought him to Vrindavan. And somehow he came before the deities of Radha and Krishna. The first time he saw those deities, he began to cry and had this Baba Abbas dedicated himself to Krishna. I mean, we were getting letters from our parents, don't join the cult. He was getting letters from his kids, don't join the cult. Ordinary, you know, man, you know, and, uh, one that you wouldn't expect to come to Krishna consciousness because he didn't come from any of these scenes. And he was sitting on the stoop and I always loved to see him and he's crippled. 
he has crutches. It takes him like, I don't know, from the Russian house to the, it takes him a half hour. And he just looked at me and he said, I never dreamed that one could have such um, I, I don't have time for any questions now because I have to go, but you can write me. Um, I don't have time. He said, I, I, he said, I can't believe one can have such an old age. <laughs> there was so much gratitude coming from him. He said, I wake up in the morning and look where I am. And I go to the temple and because I'm crippled, I can only sit in the back and I can only see the, the video. I can only see the video. And he said, I begin to cry. And while he's talking to me, he's, you know, he, he, it's, He's kind of an overweight person, the person who loved garunga potatoes and loved to cook. I visited him in Israel. He comes from Israel. Just completely satisfied. And when I see his feelings of gratitude and humility, I really see, because I, I know he suffered a lot. So he's not spoiled. <laughs> when, you're, when you're humble, you're not spoiled. When you're not spoiled, you can appreciate things and have love. That's the essence of the verse, Trinata, Peace, and Nietzsche, why someone can chant always if he's humble. Because it's, I gave the analogy myself, a spoiled child cannot experience love no matter how much parents give him. And a humble person can experience I'll just tell one more story and then I have to go and I'm, I'm just horrible that I have to go. But one story, I remember when I was young, I don't know why this television show, we had one television, I go in the kitchen and my mother was watching this show, The Tales of Shalom Aleichem. Aveinu Shalom Aleichem, Aveinu Shalom Shalom. Anyway, it was about this old man who was very, very poor and then he goes back to heaven and God asked him, you can have anything what you want. And he said, can I have a roll in butter? But I was also on Prickram Path and Bhaktivigango Swami gives out candies to these little Bridge Bhasi kids. And just a the candy they're appreciating so much. <laughs> they're getting so much out of that if someone took them to Baskins Robbins, you know, some kid. And I look at the kids playing on the street with their little marbles and games. So humility really allows you to appreciate love and that's their essence. I'm really sorry I have to go now, but maybe anybody can just, you each can announce yourself even when I'm not here. And maybe that would, Jamuna Jaya, I won't hear it. Are you here? She's not here today, okay. Wow. Okay. I have to go. I'm sorry. Thanks so much. I feel I was really getting into it. it took time to warm up, but I'll be better next Wednesday. One should go with the Rubius Jacobus and the Bay, which I'll put you to